Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. I'm super excited for you guys to meet this week's guest. Um, She is local here to Hood River, also helps small business owners, which is super awesome. Her name's Samantha Irwin, and she's the owner of Kaizen Coaching LLC. And I hope I said that correctly. I always like (laughs) freak myself out like right before I say the name. (laughs) Uh, You said it perfectly. Okay, good. Uh, Perfectly. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this for a while. So I'm so happy it finally like came to be like, I, I was looking at my calendar last week and I was like, oh my God, it's already Samantha. Like has July flown by for you? Oh my goodness. Has it ever? Yes. Yes. June and July, honestly. And I'm like, what the crikeys? It's already August practically. Right. I know. Okay. At least I'm not the only one. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I know time goes quick, but not this quick, but um... I know. Right. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm excited. So how, explain how your business name came to be. Cause you said that right before we got on. So that's like the first thing in my head. I'm like, how did you Uh come up with this cool name? awesome. So, um, my life philosophy. So when I, um, as a kid, I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't like an A student. I was probably, you know, I was a little bit spacey. I was active and I wasn't, you know, I didn't have, um, my sister was like in the AP classes. Right. And I was like, you know, did okay. And never thought I was super great at school. Um, when I got to college, I realized, oh my gosh, you actually can be really smart if you just continually learn and you have to be persistent about it. And I, I made the decision a long time ago, um, that I was always going to be a continual learner because I don't think life's done after high school. And I don't think when you're, you know, 85, 90, you should just, or you should quote retire at 65 because you've got this wealth of knowledge. And if we can do all of the things that we do and learn and how much growth happens, you know, before 20, if we can just even capture part of that. I just think how freaking amazing are we? And plus there's so many interesting things in the world. So mm-hmm. my life philosophy is always to be a continual learner, whatever it is. I think it's playing a piano or doing some um, art or reading a book or whatever. Um, that's my life philosophy. And it's also my business philosophy. Um, so when I found a word that meant that, which is Kaizen. And it's a Japanese word that means continual, continual improvement. I got so excited (laughs) that I said, Oh, that's gotta be my business name because it literally embodies, it it embodies my life and business philosophy. So there you go. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. Like, cause I feel like you know, it's funny, like I'm going to did go to college for marketing, but I mean, marketing's changed so much. Like there wasn't even like digital marketing back then, you know, yeah. like, cause it, and if we're not like continually learning, whether that's like business or just for pleasure, like, I just feel like, I don't, I don't know, like we'd miss so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it doesn't always mean striving. Like I, 
I know one of the questions you're going to ask later is what do I do to relax? And I kind of laughed because it was, I think it was the last gal you said you had interviewed and she said, she doesn't really relax or, Oh no, no, it was Stacey Benefield. And she said that she, you interviewed her and she said, well, relaxing for me is doing, and, um, like doing the laundry is relaxing. Mm-hmm. I thought, Oh, that resonates with me. I like this. I like stuff. So my husband thinks, Oh, you need to relax. And continuous improvement doesn't always mean striving, right? It can also be for me, oh, I'm going to learn how to do nothing. (laughs) I'm going to incorporate learning how to, you know, lay on the beach and relax. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, Important. Important for busy, important for entrepreneurs because we tend to be, I think, really hard on ourselves. And we also mm -hmm. tend to just go all the time. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's kind of hard to shut that brain off, you know? Um, yeah. So we've been like homeschooling. My husband homeschools our kids. We always have. And like now they're getting older and, um, like the curriculum is just kind of like, you know, not what they're super interested in. So we started kind of like butting heads. Like my daughter would like break in, like bust into tears when she'd have to have this like writing assignment and just all of this stuff. And so my husband's like, you know, I'm going to kind of take it a step back and kind of do that unschooling type thing. Like, mm we don't want them to like hate learning. Like we're trying to like cultivate that, you know, same thing you were saying, like all through our lives, like this, like this love of learning, like that's what we want you to take away. You know, yes, you need to write and, you know, do math and speak well, but you know, like we'll do whatever you want that you're interested in. And like, since we've kind of changed that approach, oh my God, they have been like loving it, you know? And I think that's just going to like carry out through their whole lives. Nice little tweak on that one. Yeah. Because yeah. at first my husband told me, I was like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> right. Right. Because they need to learn some things. Right. I'm like, what we do in life is fun. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, they need to know about the war of 1812. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, well, yeah, I love that. So now that we know where your name comes from, like, who do you help? You know, how did you get started? Like, have you always been doing what you're doing or like, you know, all of that juicy stuff? Ooh, all the juicy stuff. Um, I primarily right now, I help small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, That is my passion. So how I got started, my journey is, um, I don't know, it's not a straight trajectory. So I went to school, um, always have been had my hand in business in one form or another. I'm older than you. So (laughs) when I took business classes, they were very dry and there was not internet and things like that. So I just thought, oh, business must not be for me. But I've always loved teaching as well. I love, mm-hmm. I love that part. So I ended up getting my master's in teaching, and I taught middle school for 13 years. Aww. Learned a lot about learning and education and the brain, and a lot about a lot of that stuff. And it tells you a little bit about my personality that when I say I truly did love middle school. So you can tell I'm a little whacked right there. So I loved it. They're such a fun age. Totally. They're so fun. So in that 13 years, I always had my hand in business in one way or another. And then after that 13 years, I jumped full time into business and I fell in love with a brick building. It was an old hotel built in 1907 (laughs) in literally Mayberry out in Dufer, Oregon, which is a town of 600. And it's almost two hours from like the clientele and hadn't been open since the forties, whatever. This is my superpower, strategic planning and visioning. Right. Mm-hmm. So I walked in and I saw this hotel and I was like, Oh my word, it was beautiful. And I could see 
what it could become. Mm-hmm. And so that um, endeavor was 10 years um, doing lots of restoration and literally 100% full time developing a business because we did not start with any clientele at all. Yeah. We weren't even on the map and we didn't even have yeah. furniture. Right. Well, Dufer's kind of out there. I thought it was yeah. Lyle. I thought you had the Lyle hotel, but Dufer, that's a whole other ballgame. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it is beautiful out there. It is. It, it is. So the weather is phenomenal. The building is gorgeous. This, I mean, the smells of the, the alfalfa from a mm-hmm. neighbor. It literally with being how much sunshine there is and the weather and the the setting, it is a place to unplug. And we, on purpose, I did not put any TVs or there was Wi-Fi because people like to use it as work retreat. But mm-hmm. when, when we furnished it and um, on purpose did some things to create and cultivate what it was at its core, which is like, you kind of use your bedroom for sleeping and stuff. And then mm-hmm. you come down and you are relaxing or you're in the parlor, you're reading a book or you're outside or you're, you know, anyway. So cultivated the hotel. And that's where I was full-time in business where I learned a lot. I worked a lot, lived in a trailer in the parking lot with my husband and the cat, two cats and a dog <laughs> to do the restoration work. And then lived in the hotel for many yeah. years. Cause my husband worked in hood river and that's where I was at the hotel, um, grew that business and very passionate about it on accident because I ate up the marketing budget with restoration, um, (laughs) learned like one of, not one of, I swear it's the best way to grow a business. It's the most cost efficient way because I know you're in marketing. And so these go hand in hand. If, if people, they spend a lot of money on marketing and if you can't keep your customers, you're wasting a lot of money. So Mm -hmm. We built, I built that business based on customer experience and, and it translated to so much great growth and retention of employees. I was like, well, I found the secret sauce. This is amazing. So after 10 years, sold that, started my own, uh, consulting coaching business here with small business owners. And especially with COVID, I saw how badly they're hit Mm -hmm. and what kind of support small business owners need, um, where my skills are, which is where a lot of business owners hate, which is um, working with staff and creating a team and um, creating a great customer experience. So I just don't want other business owners to have to invent every single freaking wheel because you do. There's no corporation to give you, you know, here's this tool to use or this training. So you have to invent it. So that's, that's where my passion is. A lot of, that's a lot of, information. You can edit out what you want, but yeah, I love it. That's, no, why, it's like that's what a, I do what I do. Yeah. I do well, it's such a whole picture of how you came to be, which is yeah. what I love, you know, and I know a lot of the listeners have told me, you know, like they just get so inspired by hearing people's stories and how they got to where they are. Cause you know, we're human and we're just curious, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that like customer experience. I mean, that's like the foundation of everything, you know what I mean? Cause if you don't mm-hmm. have people coming back and, you know, and they tell their friends and they tell their yeah. family and yeah, same thing. Like it's, that's like, and it's free, like you said, <laughs> like create an amazing experience and they will come back. Yeah. And if you don't, I mean, I've worked with some, uh, marketing, uh, another marketing gal, and we were talking about this on her podcast and 
basically, you know, it costs six to seven times more money to acquire a new customer mm-hmm. than it does to keep an existing one. And marketing is beautiful. A lot of people love to do it because it's the pretty stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> depends. <yes>. Well, <laughs> that, it kind of seems like it. From a yeah, totally. Point. Yeah. And I get you, you get it because you're like, no, no, there's a lot of work there, which there <laughs> is. Um, but it's, if we're not focusing on creating those great experiences and customer retention, mm-hmm. then our marketing money is, I would expect from a marketer standpoint, it would be really frustrating because one of the the gal that I did the podcast with was super frustrated. She's like, these, this company could be great, but they want to acquire, I can bring them more people, but if they lose the same amount of people because mm-hmm. they don't have great experience, they're just, you know, it was really frustrating. So yeah. Well, it's just a revolving door of, you know, yeah losing money, being frustrated. And that doesn't help anybody get ahead, you know? No, no. And, and they have, there's such tremendous power to, um, influence your community and change people's lives on a daily basis yes. just for positive, which is one of my core reasons for wanting to have a whole little army of minions that are front facing customer service <laughs> folks that know how to do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love that that's what you teach because, you know, I mean, business owners, like there's a lot, we could learn so much online, but we don't have the time to go and try and dig through everything, you know? So you well, give them a blueprint, right? To Oh yeah. And training the training staff, part of customer experience. I mean, a huge part of looking at the customer journey and the mm-hmm. experience that customers have along their journey, right? Each experience they have with a business along their journey, I call it, is called a touch point. Mm -hmm. So each touch point needs to have attention and each customer experience in that touch point can be curious, can and should be curated, right? Mm -hmm. On marketing, you're going to be the first to say, look, you got to manage your online reviews. Well, that's hundred percent right. That's Mm -hmm. a spot in their customer journey that needs, that's a touch point where people are having an experience. It's not just the experience they're having is not always right in front of your, you know, your coffee bar getting a a scone. The experience happens all over the place. So, but a huge part of, I guess, securing um, great fans (laughs) in customers has to do with that people relationship, which has to do with training staff about how incredibly influential they are. Um, and that's the part I love to do. I love that. And that's the part that lots of business owners hate to do. (laughs) Like, can't you read my mind? (laughs) Right. Exactly. I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. (laughs) Well, I love that you like educate on that journey too. Cause you know, like there's so many different touch points along the way Mm -hmm. that like, you know, they feel like, oh, I have these all covered. But a lot of times I don't know that business owners realize how many touch points there really are now. You know what I mean? Because there's no straight shot. Like their customer journey is so haphazard, you know, that it's like you got to. Especially now. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think you spoke on that on one of your podcasts or maybe it was, oh no, I think it was an email that I get from you and you were talking about that very thing. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the timing, I was just looking at some customer journey maps comparing them to like five years ago. And it used to be, it was like a, you know, like a little draw chalk on a line and in and out, you know, mm-hmm. thing. And now it's just all over the place. There's yeah. the journey is crazy. Yeah, it is. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, I love that. Um, so how do you, like, what are your go-to like apps or automations that you use in your business that you just love? 
<laughs> oh dear, you're gonna just shake your head. I know. <laughs> so go to apps or automations. Um, mm-hmm. if you have any. <laughs> I don't. I automate my own self, I guess. Like I have my I put out a blog and a video and an email newsletter once a week. The blog and the email or the blog and the video on occasion or every other week, but usually, usually it's every week. That's my automation. <laughs> That's huge. I mean, and that's consistent. Like that's but, perfect. Yeah, eventually I'll, I'll grab some more tools and such. I, yeah. Yeah. Totally. But, Love it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a Luddite, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, my husband's a tech guy. Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah, there's, I mean, it, it, some just aren't like some people like that's all they do, you know, and like, I know Zapier is amazing and it's like a black hole of different apps, mm. but then like, sometimes it's like, sometimes for me, it is quicker just for me to go in and do something manually, you know? So I think it's yeah. the, like, whatever works best for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So far that's it. And as I scale, um, I will probably come to you and say, Hey, what kind of apps? <laughs> yeah, I got a, I've got a whole packet of resources and things you can use. <laughs> uh, automation. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like you touched on this, but, and I, so like your favorite or most effective way to market your business, is oh. that what you kind of were saying earlier, or do you want to like go into that a little bit more? Oh, no. Um, yeah, that my favorite and most effective way, I am, I do not like to self-promote at all. So my one of my love languages or uh, languages of appreciation in the workplace is is other people telling other people or me that oh my gosh this made such a difference for me um i value third party recommendations so very much because i don't like tooting my own horn i have to learn to do a little bit of it a little more um just because but that's my favorite way to do it honest yeah, yeah. I, I love it and it's probably the most effective, you know, I mean, referrals are what an 80% conversion rate or something like that. Cause Mm. they already kind of trust you going into it, you know, because they got the recommendation from a family or friend. Interesting. Look at, you know, in the numbers. So that's interesting because it relates to Pareto principle where you have the, you know, the 80, 20 rule with your, yeah, where 20% of your customers bring 80% of your business. So Mm -hmm. you just said that 80% 80% of has an 80% conversion rate when somebody else is, is doing the recommendation. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, and so what do you do like to get out of your comfort zone? Do you have a comfort zone, you know, and kind of how do you, like, do you have any tips for the listeners of like, you know, how to just break out of it and go for it? Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, I, especially as an entrepreneur and solopreneur uh, working for myself, I don't always like to push myself into things, but I love me a deadline. So how I, and I wish I could do it more often. So my goal is to do this a little bit more often. And I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. That'll be the easiest way. So I set a deadline for something and I commit to it with someone else. So for example, this last fall, I've always wanted to produce a course, a video course that's a training course for staff that that are interacting face-to-face with customers. Um, and I've had it in my brain for a long time. We were we took advantage of something similar when I was in the hotel industry. 
um, that was produced by Travel Oregon, but I've wanted to do one for years. So I signed up for a course and I produced one. And in the course, they, they say, Hey, tell us when you're going to launch your course. Tell us when you're going to market it. Tell us when. So I did that and I grabbed a couple of friends that were cohorts and told them the date and they made me stick to it. So that's how I push myself out of my comfort zone is I commit to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you heard of the book by Gretchen Rubin called The Four Tendencies? No. It's, I, it was kind of a game changer for me. I love like Enneagram and your Mm -hmm. love languages, your languages of appreciation in the workplace, all those things that give a little bit more insights as far as, you know, your personality or your birth order or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But Gretchen Rubin's The Four Tendencies, I'm pretty sure that's the, the author, um, I'm going to look it up real quick. Um, the four tendencies. Oh, and I'm pretty sure it's Gretchen Rubin. I blogged on it. Yep, it is. <laughs> um, one of the personality types that I am is one of the most common. And I wasn't really excited to be the most common <laughs> personality. I wanted to be a special unicorn, but whatever. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants to be the unicorn. <laughs> right? Oh. So I read, I read this section in the book and I was kind of sad. And then I kept reading and literally in the very next breath, it was while you are the most, like one of the most common, this is one of the most easy to work with. And I was like, oh, Hey, that's and awesome. it's, um, gosh, darn, if I could remember the, I won't use the exact right words. Cause I can't remember what the title of my personality is, but the result is that if I commit to somebody else, I'll get it done. Yes. That's it. So that's how I motivate myself. There you go. Yeah. I love that. And that, that can be uncomfortable because it's like, at least for me, like when I do commit like that, I'm like, oh, sure. I mean, I don't show up and do that. But then when it's like coming up on the deadline, it's like, oh, yeah. Damn it. Why did I do that? You know? Oh, yeah. 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 I will not. I'll stay up all night. If I told you I'll do something, man, it's going to be done. Yeah. And yeah. If I tell you I'll do it for you or if I tell you that I'll do it and commit to you, I'll have it done. But yeah. I love that. Accountability is such a game changer. I feel like, you know, and I am not great at doing things sometimes just by myself. Like you were saying, it's entrepreneurs. Like, I don't know, we have a lot of freedom. So it's like, I'll get to that later. I'll do that. You know, like, I don't know. There's no boss telling me I have to do it. You know, exactly. (laughs) No one gives you a deadline, but you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Um, I I looked it up and it's an obliger that I am. Oh, okay. I actually like this book for your book club. I know. I just wrote the title down. Actually, I'm pretty excited because I haven't picked August's uh, book club pick yet. Oh. So that's pretty interesting because I do. I like that. I've never taken my Enneagram, oh, yeah. um, but I've always mean to, and I just always forget, but I have taken like the disc and, you know, like a few of those other ones. And I always find them like super interesting and yeah. really spot on, which is amazing. Do you use those? Like when you go and work with like, you know, a business owner that needs to know their staff a little bit better or like do you incorporate those? Um, I, the thing that I incorporate the most, which I find is helpful and it's a little bit more of a low hanging fruit is, um, the book. Uh, well I use two books. Let's see. It's called, um, Oh, I've got it right behind me. Work happy by Joe Geisler and Mm -hmm. the five languages of appreciation in the workplace by Gary Chapman. And I've melded the two together. Um, so what those come up with is an inventory of how people feel appreciated in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So, um, because if you're a boss, you need to make sure that, you know, if you're showing appreciate, if you want your people to stay and be happy, you need to sh- yeah. appreciate them. And if you 
are doing it in a way that that doesn't resonate with them. It wastes time and money and it falls flat. Um, So that's one of the workshops that I've done with some, some uh, businesses and it's always so fun. Yeah. I love (laughs) that. Yeah. So that is something that I do with, with, um, when I do individual workshops, it's super fun. Yeah. And that's like another huge, you know, I don't want to say like marketing tool and like a negative way of like your employees, but it is because they'll advocate for you as well. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it raises their awareness of how they, how they feel appreciated and then how their boss and their colleagues feel appreciated. And in turn, it starts to get them thinking about exercising, you know, or, or showing appreciation in different ways, which translates to customers. It helps with empathy and understanding. So it, uh, it squishes right out there. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Awesome. Well, yeah, go over to your favorites. Um, what's your favorite book? Okay. I'm listening to your podcast and I knew you were going to ask this question. (laughs) I did some thinking and I thought this is going to be hard for me because it really depends on uh, the type. I like different types of reading. Most of the time, I like very, I very much like um, business books. So I've, I'm going to give you a smorgasbord. So <laughs> one of my all-time favorite books that I've read a couple of times is a, an old one. It's called Kone Tiki, K-O-N-T-I-K-I or K-K-I. And it's a true story of, it's a true story and it's, insane of what these people did. It's just so good. It's, it's like a, if you didn't know it was true, you'd think it was a Robinson Crusoe made up story. It's, uh, it's so fascinating. And the things that they see in the sea and anyway, that's, that's an oldie, but oddly one of my favorite ones. Yeah. It's like super intriguing. I'm like, Oh, it's so good. And as far as one that I thought was fascinating regarding the brain and people, um, is called Crashing Through by Robert Curson. Mm-hmm. And um, this man is a brilliant writer. And it, the story is fascinating about this young man. I mean, it has to do with, if you're a parent, you're going to think it's interesting. If you are a um, an entrepreneur, you'll probably think it's inspiring. If you're at all interested in people's stories, you'll, you'll be hooked. <laughs> you'll be hooked. So that's one I love. A very fun one that's just one that I laughed out loud when I read in the um, restaurant is called people. I want to punch in the throat. <laughs> That's awesome. <I'm> dead man. <laughs> so I bought it for the title at, at uh, Clint's and the Dallas, the oldest bookstore in Oregon. Um, I didn't know that. So funny. So funny. And if you're a mom, you're going to like it. It's just this girl, this woman has an amazing way to write. And then my favorite book, uh, business book of all time is called Hug Your Customers by Jack Mitchell. And it is, we used to use it as a once a year staff read and my staff would become more inspired Mm -hmm. and they would come away from reading this book with so many more ideas and things to implement for our customer experience. It is, it is a great book. So there you go. Oh, that is awesome. I want to check that one out too. And I love that you like, I think when you get, you know, your employees involved too, and like, let them have that space to like give suggestions. They just feel, mm-hmm. you know, like they're contributing, which is like such an awesome feeling. Exactly. And when people feel like they matter, they're going to yeah. stay and they're going to do a better job. They're not going to sit and fiddle fart on their phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Love you, that. Nailed you nailed it, Nicole. Yep. 
Um, what's your favorite drink? Tell me more about this shrub you were talking oh. about. <laughs> I don't know if that's your favorite, but I'd still want to learn more. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Cause I, I'm not a huge drinker. You, I hope you'll still be friends with me when I do. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I've had a lot of people on that don't drink and I'm like, I can send bubbly water or whatever you yeah. like drinking. <laughs> I mean, I do occasionally, I like a mixed drink. I literally was in my forties before I found something I'm like, Ooh, look at this mixed drinks. Those are good. Yeah. So my favorite drink, um, and I'm also after truth and advertising, I just starting to drink some coffee, like mm-hmm. a mocha. So it's probably like, I think Ben at 10 speed one time called it, uh, the gateway drug. He said, that's not real coffee that you're drinking. <laughs> it's mostly sugar. Okay. Yeah. It's heaven is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I I've started on a cold brew, which I like, but my favorite drink honestly is just filtered water. I love yeah. just regular filtered water and what a shrub is Janice at Arome. She has, mm. the- I have not been there yet. Sorry. I hear like amazing things like, and I just yeah. haven't been. So maybe yeah. we'll meet there one time. Yes. Get thee to Arome. She's it's a spice kitchen, uh, oils mm-hmm. or down in Hood River. I can always find some things down there and they have fabulous customer service. Awesome. Um, I went in there one time for, she was doing an event and I was like, Oh, what's that pretty drink that you have? You know, it's all like summer sparkly fresh with cucumber or whatever it was. Basically you take sparkling, uh, water. I take like, um, what's it called? Uh, Oh, like the bubbly water or seltzer yeah. water. Seltzer, seltzer. Thank you. Like a seltzer. I just have mm-hmm. a wine seltzer. And you take drinking vinegar and you put some, you know, I think we use a tablespoon or two or something like that of drinking vinegar in the seltzer. And then if you want, you can put mint in it or berries or whatever. Fun. And it's just yummy. There's a whole yeah. bunch of different kinds. There's the one I like is kind of a champagne kind, which is for you. It's a bubbles <laughs> and fizz. And there's other kinds that are dark that look like, I mean, it kind of looks like you're drinking Coca-Cola. So yeah, oh, that's yeah, I love that's that. Is. I it sounds like such a fun, refreshing, like summer drink. Yeah, it is. It's super refreshing, I think. And that's, that's when I learned, I learned from Janice, a new meaning for the word shrub. Uh, I always thought it was a bush, but yeah. now I know it's a drink. <laughs> yeah. That might be good this weekend because it's going to be hot again. Did you see that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm just like, what? Dang it. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, so I'm curious to know the answer to this question since we briefly talked about it before we hopped on, but what do you do to relax? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know, that depends on the season. Mm-hmm. I, I change a lot. So sometimes for relaxation, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm an extroverted introvert. I like to be by myself to recharge. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I'm by myself, I mean, by myself, like no TV or not TV, no phone, no husband, nobody bothering me, you know, just like in my own little space. Usually I'm in the garden weeding. <laughs> so, or I'm outside on a hike. So mm-hmm. those things relax me greatly every once in a while. I'll, you know, just if it's winter time, I might paint a room or <laughs> cook something or, just watch a movie or something like that. So that's usually what I do to relax. It depends on the season. So yeah. Oh, that makes, that, yeah. that makes total sense. Sit in a hammock. Yeah. <laughs> Going to <Love> ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite thing to watch? Ah, that's a good question because, um, after I grad, after I got out of high school, I didn't have a television, um, until we got married, which I got married when I was in my thirties or 30, mm-hmm. maybe I was 30. So 
even when we got married, we only had a TV to watch. At that time, it was like DVD, VCR, DVD movies. I had a DVD, VCR thing. So, um, ah, so let's see. Jeff did the Iron Man in 2015 and 2017. And I think it was 2016 when he said, hey, I would really like to get Netflix or, or some kind of TV so he could watch football because he has to train on this bike trainer for so long. Yeah. So we fairly recently got that, um, which is hard. You know, I don't want to, it's for me, it's a big time waste and I can relax on it. And that's my, I have to be careful because I could just watch a whole bunch of nothing and then I'm not, right. you know, helping my brain. But the most current thing that I'm liking is Ted Lasso. I have heard of that, but I can't remember what it's about, but I've heard that it's awesome. <laughs> it, I think it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's an uplifting series. At least I haven't watched it. I think it just came back out like last week. But the first, however many seasons there were, it's based on this guy who is literally a, an eternal optimist and you can't get him down. And he... And he just sort of infects all the people around him. So even though people are being super negative and he's placed in these impossible situations, it's really uplifting. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I and love it, that. I think it's freaking funny. There's, <laughs> I had to turn on the subtitles so I didn't miss the funny things <laughs> they were saying. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I only watch like funny and like romantic comedies and like whatever my kids are watching. So that's like right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hey, if you need to ever parse out your kids and make somebody go to a, uh, a movie with them, you just call Jeff and I because we don't have kids of our own, but we still like to go see those movies. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. We we were talking about going to see like that river cruise soon with um The Rock. Have you seen that? Like the previews no. for that? It looks super cute and not like super cutesy, but um, I don't know. Google it. I think it comes out this weekend and it's like The Rock and Emily Blunt and it's just oh, a I Disney movie. I know. I do too. <laughs> What's the name of it? I'm going to Google it. Uh, Jungle Cruise, I think. What? Yeah. John Cole Cruz. Oh, no, no. Jungle Cruise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there it's coming up. Not a person, John Cole. Got it. <laughs> uh, it yeah. Looks, yeah, it looks super fun. Um, well, two grownups. I mean, sure, we're old enough. We could just go to the movies and people would think, well, where are your children or your grandchildren or whatever? But we're, we're okay if we just go by ourselves, right? Yeah. But if you have a little kid to take, it's even better. Totally. Yeah. It's just kind of fun because, you know, you get to like what, hear them giggle and just get all excited. Oh, <laughs> they're so much fun. Um, awesome. Uh, so lastly, where is your favorite place to go? To go? Mm-hmm. Like to, to go. visit, to travel Local? to, or travel? I- anywhere. Oh, again, depends on the season. I love outside and I love the woods. Um, but the place that I'm yearning to go back to right now is Italy. Um, we were there, so 2018 and, um, we got to be there for 25 days Ooh. thanks to homeexchange.com where people let us just stay in their home. Oh, that's so cool. Amazing. Did somebody stay in your house? Nobody did because they're like, they said, well, we're, you know, I, it was a little late. Um, they said, oh, well, we're off so-and-so, but you're welcome to use our house in Switzerland. Would you just, you know, feed the spare, the stray cat? I'm like, yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> you know, in Italy, the same kind of thing. And, um, and then we had won, uh, a seven night stay through some friends at a place in Cortona. So that's my favorite place to go. I would love to go back. 
to Italy in the hill towns and um, Switzerland in the the backwoods. Yeah, that's that's probably where I'm yearning to go right now. Yeah, that sounds amazing. But otherwise, it's the woods, my second choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've got lots of them around here. It's so easy yeah. to like get lost in them. It's all, not like in a bad way, get lost, but like in yeah. a good way, like go out and get lost. You know, it's just so it's so relaxing. Even taking some hikes up here, you know, up above skyline, mm-hmm. or just, these are places for. I know you're you have like you have a huge audience, so. Um, when I say skyline, they don't know what I'm talking about, but some little hikes that are very close to here. Just, it's just being outside in nature is so good for the soul. My soul. Totally. Um, we actually went up to lost Lake this weekend and it was insanely busy, but after you kind of like get settled Mm -hmm. and you know, like you're kind of just still out on the lake in the mountains right there. Like it's just amazing. Yeah. And it's awesome because even if you go out in the lake, you don't feel like there's a bazillion people. Right. Yeah. It really wasn't like once, like you have the kind of like overwhelm of seeing all the cars, but once you get out to the lake, cause it's so huge, it's like, yeah. everybody's pretty spread out, you know? Yeah. Which is nice. And there's a couple hikes. There's two, I haven't done both of them, but one of them I did last year is a Huckleberry hike mm. and there's Huckleberries everywhere. And it just goes up. It'll end up crossing into the, the, um, golly, not the Oregon trail, the, the Oh, the PCT. PCT, what the Oregon, <laughs> the PCT. Um, but the views that are on that hike are you can look down and you can see the the lake and it's beautiful. Oh, I bet that is amazing because I only knew about the one that like you know goes around the lake. I didn't even yeah. know. I'm, I don't know Which why I didn't awesome. think there's more. Like obviously, <laughs> yeah. When we it was super busy at the lake and I wanted to go on a hike and so I went up that way and I saw two people. Mm. Yeah. That was the whole time in my two hour hike, three hour hike. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. We'll have to go back and try that. Yeah. Especially so when the huckleberries thing. will be coming soon. Oh my gosh. I kept thinking I was going to see a bear. I'm like I know bears like huckleberries. Yeah, they do. I ran into a bear and like on the Cascade Locks trail, that's like the PCT um, a few did? years ago. Yeah. It was like, super friendly. I Ooh. like turned it around and ran as fast as I could. And it did not like, which I know now I shouldn't have done. <laughs> like it like met me at a crest and I was like, Oh my God. Like my instinct was to run. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. And Hey, it worked for you that time. So there yeah. You go. And I told somebody and they're like, Oh yeah. So I saw it last week. And, like, I guess it was kind of oh. known for like living on the trail and like never bothered anybody. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank goodness. <laughs> I know. Oh. oh goodness. But, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, where can everybody find you? Um, website, social media, all that. Yeah, probably the best place to start is the website. And it's um, www.kaizen.zone, not .com, but .zone, like you're in the zone, the end zone or whatever. So it's K-A-I-Z-E-N dot Z-O-N-E, kaizen.zone. That's probably the easiest place. And then from there, you can go LinkedIn and YouTube and all that jazz. Yeah. Awesome. Yay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll put that in the notes and everything so everybody oh, can connect with you further. Thank you. And read that weekly blog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, lo- I love doing it. It's fun. I try to help small business owners and yeah, it's just tough. There's tough right now, especially. And yeah, they work so hard. Oh my gosh. I know. They just work so hard and contribute so much to our local, you know, all local businesses contribute to their local um, economies and their town and just make it so rich. So it's not yeah. like anywhere USA. So, yep. Totally. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. I think, cause you know, I, you know, 
we both have had like those small brick and mortar type businesses and understand mm-hmm. how much goes yeah. into running one. Right? Like, yeah, that that's just like my soft spot too. I'm like, oh my God, I know what you're going through. Let's just make your marketing easier, you know? Yes. <laughs> oh, like, and I, I adore that you do that. And I've watched you, what you're doing. And I love that you're doing this podcast and I see what you're doing for other businesses. And I just think, oh, that woman is amazing. Oh, I would like to incorporate her into my life a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Uh, Thank you. That's awesome. And yeah, what you're doing is amazing because it's, I feel like they work, you know, together and like what you're providing them is such a huge part that is, can be such a headache. You know, if you don't have those systems and processes Mm -hmm. in place with your staff, like that's just stressful, you know? It is. Yeah. And honestly, I'm going to have to say, not a disclaimer, but there's no reason that a business owner should be good at doing that or think about doing it. Because Mm -hmm. when you think about it, you get in business because you're passionate about the thing, the product or the service. Like let's take, for example, you know, a coffee shop, that's a bakery, right? You're passionate. You're like, I love baking these things and I love coffee and that's my thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what you do. You you don't get into business because you're super stoked to train people how to interact right. with people. No, right. <laughs> that's not the case. But if you want your product or your service to be as, you know, to get out there and you want your mission to go, you know, you want your business to grow, those people are integral to making yes. it happen. And so they have to be equipped. And and so that's, and I love doing that with my background and teaching a business and my passion for, for hospitality and the customer experience. That's where my niche is. So that's where I want to just give owners a plug and play. Like mm-hmm. here's an easy win. Here's a tool to help you with all of your headaches, like employee turnover, customer retention and um, acquisition and um, employee turnover and employee turnover, employee turnover. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that also too, like, cause it's, you know, coming off the pandemic and everybody's having such a struggle of hiring workers, at least where we are. I don't know if it's, I mean, I'm sure it's probably nationwide, but it seems pretty bad in the gorge. So -hmm. just being able to get those, you know, employees and then incorporate all these awesome things you're teaching, like that's just going to make it so much better quicker, you know, and like be able to keep those awesome employees because there's not a ton to pick from right now. Yes, that's true. So here's a quick win or a tip. And this comes to me because I just had gotten a business, a question from a business owner yesterday and was asking me about more resources or people to hire if I knew this or that or the other thing. And I said, okay, if I have some people that I think would be a good fit or I point them to you, where can they go to find out what the job is and what it pays and what the hours are? And they didn't have anything on their website. And I said, oh, yeah, put something on your website. Because if if you you do not, as a manager or owner, want to be the first thing that people who are interested in a job talk to, they, they can self-filter themselves out. Like, give them the information that they're going to ask. They're going to ask, what are the hours? What's the pay? Mm-hmm. What kind of culture is this? What is, you know, what's your mission? What's your purpose? Because if I'm looking for a job and I know I can only work weekends, I can look at five different job descriptions and go, well, yes, that works. No, yes, no, yes. Right. Let people do it themselves. Like put that stuff on your website. Um, and heck, I mean, you, there's so much fun stuff. You can have videos that show your culture and all sorts of things. But yeah, that's, a, that's the easy lowest hanging fruit is to make sure you have it out there so that totally. somebody can just look. 
So, yeah. Yeah. It takes it off of you. You don't have to like be there, you know, telling like, or answering the same questions over and over and over again, you know, and it makes them easy. They're like, okay, maybe I don't want to go there or, you know, it doesn't work with my schedule, you know? Yep. Exactly. Just another thing about that experience. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I love it. Thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation. I knew it was going to be, um, but (laughs) I'm just so excited. We, We got to have it and connected a little bit more. Me too. Me too. And next time, if you want to reverse engineer this and I can interview you because I, I don't know, I haven't listened to all of your podcasts. And so you may have done this already, but I bet people would be interested in your tools and your favorite haunts and your favorite books. I know you mentioned it now and again, but yeah. it might be fun if we got to hear all Nicole's stuff in one fell swoop. Yeah, actually for my one year anniversary, I had my first guest host. She's also Uh, disclaimer, like my best friend for the last 30 years. (laughs) So when I decided to launch this, I was like, will you be my first uh, guest? She's a photographer, an amazing photographer. Um, And that was super fun, but I'm not going to lie. It was a little, like, I was more nervous of being the guest than I am being the host, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to find the episode number on that, but yeah, um, maybe I should do it again. Cause actually that was a year ago. That was last July. And so okay. I've almost been, wow. Yeah. I think I've been doing this almost two years now. So I think we should make it an annual thing. It'd be that fun. Would be fun. Oh, that'd be super fun. That's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk more, um, about that. Cause I think that would be a lot of fun. So here we are doing your long range strategic planning. Like we're going to make a go. video diary once a year of Nicole's business and her life changes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah. And if you guys want to, you know, get into strategic planning like that, you just saw how easy and amazing it was and flawless. Um, you'll have to go and visit our website. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've, yeah. I've really been looking forward to this. And like I said, again, I think you're amazing. And so I feel very, very honored that I got to be one of your guests. Yay. Yeah. I'm so happy it happened. Um, and yeah, we're going to have to meet at a roommate soon. So Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, have a great rest of your day and thanks for listening, everyone. Hey guys, want to keep the conversation going? I'd love to have you join me in my free group, the Bubbles and Biz community over on Facebook. We have a weekly accountability meeting, a monthly happy hour, a monthly book club, and also a monthly guest speaker all for free. Um, I'd love to have you over there. It's a great community of supportive entrepreneurs. So join us facebook.com backslash groups backslash bubbles and biz. See you there. Cheers.